Hello again, everybody, wrestling fans. Welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. Episode 106 coming at you live, or pre-recorded, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as always, I'm Matt, alongside Joe. Hey, yo. What's going on? As always, we got wrestling on in the background, and uh, I think we're there's a lot of wrestling we could catch up on, but for the sake of it being November, for the sake of it being Thanksgiving time, we put on a Thanksgiving tradition, and that is Survivor Series. Uh, this one is from 1996, hailing from the famous... The Garden. Madison Square Garden <laughs> in the heart of New York City. And uh, first matchup of the night, so who we got? We got uh, Owen Hart and, and British Bulldog. And uh, what were they called? Well, it was... Marginetti and, and I think it was Leaf Cassidy. It was Al Snow's Leaf Cassidy. Yeah, I, I don't fucking remember. It was something stupid, but uh, <laughs> or or they just the New Rockers? Was that their thing? They it might have been the, the New Rockers, New Rockers yeah. versus Godwins. I'm, I'm forgetting the names now. I know one was Phineas. The other one was uh, the Henry. Yeah, Henry O. Godwin. Yeah, for Hog. Yeah, and Phineas I. Godwin for, for pigs. pigs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, real creative there, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Vince probably beat that one up. <clears throat> uh, and they're teaming up with I'm drawing a blank now Phil, Phil LaFon and Doug Furness. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And this is first match of uh Survivor Series '96. This is the Survivor Series traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, it's going to come down to I forget how the rules go. It should come to, well, whoever surviving team that's that's who wins. Uh, they'll really at this point, they really weren't doing as many. Uh, per year, because when Survivor Series first started, they were kind of doing the entire card. I think we covered that on our original set of episodes with yeah. our, our fantasy tournament, mm-hmm. where initially Survivor Series was you had a bunch of tag team matches. The survivors from each match would end up in like one last match, and then there would be a sole survivor winner. Mm-hmm. And of, of throughout the years, like the rules just kept changing a little bit. So, the following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. In three, two, one. Scott Hall, the NWO, and this is Buff Bagwell to pitch our new shirt. Just when you thought, Scotty, we couldn't do any more. Boom! You're wrong. We're not afraid to come at you with a new shirt. Get your NWO rules and codes t-shirt for only twenty bucks. Just call one eight hundred NWO zero two four two. These are hot. Rules and bones are made to be broken. Chuck just rolls off the tongue. It does. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It's been so diluted and just fucking haphazardly put out there, like. I'm not even sure how they book it these days. Well, I mean, now it's just Raw versus SmackDown, which which we'll talk about in a second here. But as Survivor Series, as you know, it's it's 30 plus years old now. How do you get that kind of like? What do they need to do to get like Survivor Series matches to be at the point where people actually give a shit again? Because you look at something like the Royal Rumble. People love the Royal Rumble. Even non wrestling fans just think it's great. It's a great concept and it works. Is, is the Survivor Series traditional Survivor Series matches, is that a thing of the past? Should it be a thing of the past? Does there, need, does there need to be some kind of perk involved, some kind of stipulation involved? Like maybe with, with the Royal Rumble where you have the winner getting a shot at the title at WrestleMania. What, what the fuck do they got to do? Or should they just say, you know what, Survivor Series traditional matches, just scrap them because they're, they're, they're not important anymore. I'm torn here because... 
you know, initially, this whole pay-per-view Survivor Series was started to combat Starcade, and so now there is Went no on the same day. Yeah, and so there now there is no Starcade mm-hmm. to to go up against, and really, there's other than football. It's the sport of kings, better than diamond rings. That's why we're here to sing football. Sunday in the snow, referees whistle blows, weekend warriors toe-to-toe, football. There, and, and even now during the time of COVID here, we don't even know how that's going to necessarily work, but yeah. traditionally speaking, their only real uh, opposition now is the NFL. What do you do? What do you do? Like, it's not, you're not going up against another wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Unless AEW or someone else decides to throw their, their, themselves in, into that um, confrontation. I know uh, last year MLW did a Thanksgiving. It was a match. Yeah, it yeah. was just a match. I think it was one of the Von Erichs versus Fatu. Yeah, and it was, dude, it was a hell of a fucking match. And I, I actually loved watching that. Yeah. But, um, I digress. They need to make it mean something. Mm-hmm. There has to be a, a long-lasting effect from whatever stipulation or whatever, however they set up the match. You're you're talking to a wrestling purist here, so like for my money, bring back the old the old uh, system. You have a series of tag matches. Each survivor of each match gets to be in a final match. And then that sole survivor from that match gets something big, a title shot of their choosing, or a money in the bank sort of briefcase, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something meaningful. But even then, like, you have to make it mean something. Yeah. You just can't give them, okay, we're going to give you this briefcase. Now, you know, you can cash it in whenever. No, it don't just settle for that. Like, make a fucking story out of it. You know, give us some some meat on that bone, mm-hmm. you know? Don't just give it to some guy and then have him lose it to the Miz. <laughs> like you did with Otis. <clears throat> oh, boy. You, you, you took the money to bake from what shithead and give it to a bigger shithead. A bigger shithead, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Survivor Series has lost so much buzz over the years to the point that it's been a while, but in 2009... They were planning on cutting it all together. Um, they were talked out of it, but yeah, like it, it got to a point where like they were gonna scrap it, like they did with King of the Ring, where it was like that big pay per view where it's like it's just, it's just not big enough. And then you know your big four was down to big three, and it was obviously Rumble, SummerSlam, and, and WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. For me, the Thanksgiving tradition is kind of a kind of a, a, a dead thing but for me too it's like back in the day when, when when it first started they were on thanksgiving night it was that's why we i called it a thanksgiving tradition it was thanksgiving night yeah eventually it got moved to the day before thanksgiving before it moved to its permanent spot on sunday which is traditional pay-per-view time now we've talked about this on a podcast before when it comes to wwe the term pay-per-view is dead it does not exist they have their own network and they have proven time and time again that they don't really give a fuck what day it's on. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna put a show on whenever they want to put a show on. As an example, last year putting on the, the Saudi Arabia show on Halloween, which was absolutely <laughs> stupid. But and, and, and the reason why is because there's a lot of people who aren't home on Halloween, but 
still, but for Thanksgiving, and hear me out here, it wouldn't, in my opinion, it wouldn't be a bad idea to consider doing a Thanksgiving show on the WWE Network, especially during a time where a lot of people are at home. And even without the pandemic, you still have people that are going to be visiting with family. A TV is going to be on. You're going to be watching football. Or you might be watching whatever they put on. If you you know they might be watching Survivor Series on Thanksgiving again. I think for me the time is right to maybe maybe let's let's do that again. Let's give it a shot at least and see where it goes. Because you know people buying pay per views on 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 Thanksgiving is just not going to happen. But streaming for a, a service that they already pay for ten bucks a month, which you can get through our website at twenty x twenty three dot com slash podcast. Slash WWE Network. It's all one word. Get yourself a 30-day subscription on us and support the show while you're at it. Uh, you're already paying for it. So, I mean, yeah, you don't have to watch it Thanksgiving night, which is the good thing, but it's an option. Yeah, it's an option. It's there. You're already paying for it. Why not? Why not throw it on see what the hell is going on? But you still have to make it intriguing. you got to make it intriguing. Yeah, you know? that's that's that goes without saying for any show, but... Um, I don't know, man. It seems like Survivor Series is just be like that old, that old style pay per view. Just... You know what? You're you're probably right. Maybe it has run its course, and and they need to work out something new. But but what they're doing now <laughs> is not fucking working. Yeah, it's not, not at all. So what they're doing this year is what they've been doing for the past few years. It's Raw versus SmackDown. For anybody keeping keeping uh, keeping track of this, they just had a draft last month in October, and now instead of having all of these new storylines that you're, you're trying to build up to, you know, that's the whole point of drafting. So you know, wrestlers that weren't weren't on the same show are not on the same show, and you're building up all these rivalries, which is a good way to lead towards Survivor Series, which is your big show. You go through December and then you hit Royal Rumble, which is a big show. You just you keep building up, building up, building up. Instead, you halt all that immediately before it <laughs> even begins. And you say, you know what? Let's take all of our champions and have them face the equivalent champion on the other show. And let's call it a pay-per-view. And that's what Survivor Series has become. And I'm sorry, but... How is that fucking? <laughs> how is that entertaining? How 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 is it that we take brand like we take we take brands and Raw and SmackDown? You have them like not one like fighting each other, but all of a sudden now it's like, well, my brand's better than your brand.
and we do this shit every single year and it's believable. It's not. It's it, it all it does is is it it completely halts your storyline angles. And WWE is is a is a company that prides itself on good stories. At least they try they, they think they do. And you halt all that to write these temporary placeholders and then once the virus here is over, now you gotta play damage control. You do this every single year. It's not working. Why the fuck are they going back to this? And on top of that, they also insulted the wrestling world by not... I'm glad they didn't, but at the same time, it's still an insult that they didn't add NXT. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. Because um, lately, more and more throughout the, the pro wrestling industry, there's a lot of talk about people getting over or the lack thereof and uh you know it's it's been brought up a couple different times by a couple couple different people in shows um i know one right off the top of my head was bully ray over there on busted open radio he had come out and said that in our lifetime we will probably not see another pro wrestling star as big as Steve Austin or The Rock because the the industry is more or less like geared that way especially with the WWE now Vince McMahon and again this is this is opinion so far but it, there's a lot of credibility lended to it Vince McMahon doesn't want a star that big he wants to keep the talent from getting over to that point because once you're at that point it's almost like you're on even playing ground with Vince McMahon and he calls less of the shots. Because let's face it, now if if he wants The Rock to come back, which is being talked about now for WrestleMania as him taking on Roman Reigns to be, you know, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> that possibility is is not necessarily set in stone now because you know in previous years, yeah, you would have a guy go and and he would he would go do his movies or whatever and come back. Now the Rock is too big, too fucking successful. He doesn't have to come back and do wrestling. Yeah, you know he doesn't and don't and, you know he's obviously he keeps himself in very good condition mm-hmm. and whatever. That's part of the part of that you know he doesn't have to do any of this shit anymore and and truth be told why would you you know for what a smaller payday at this point (laughs) like i don't i don't see any upside for the rock because he has all the exposure that he needs so it can't be that it's we know it's not going to be the fucking money right i mean i i believe he is like the highest grossing he's he's the highest grossing male actor in the past like five years there you go yeah so you know that's that speaks volumes mm-hmm. about the man's paycheck. Yeah. You 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 bundle all that together in a nice package. You have the rock. You have you have this this you have more steam behind this concept of like Vince McMahon not wanting that super megastar to happen anymore because it, it ultimately he there's no interest in that for him. Not financially. Uh, not with exposure. Like. It's weird that you're in this like weird conundrum of like we need crossover stars, we need that that mainstream attention, but we don't want it to come from within the company necessarily. 
because then that person will ultimately leave and probably not come back. So why don't I just let people get to a certain level and then they let them stay there and then just shoot them back down and bring somebody else up so that there's this rotating cast of almost megastars and and even even now like that's loosely speaking because let's face it i can't think of any one one person on their roster that would be considered next to a stone cold steve austin or a rock It, it would no one's there no one's there and they're not going to be if if Vince McMahon has his way. Now, would you say, as much as we don't, I don't want to say, but would you say that John Cena got to that status? I think Cena was the last guy, last of the, uh, last the la- the or the last grade. person. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we we just watched uh, the kiddo and I just watched uh, Sasha Banks in The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah, she had a, a little spot in the show, right. yeah. And that might be the start of something different, but let's face it, if you look back and, you know, it was about a year ago now, you know, she's with the company, but not with the company. She's having a hard time working for them. She wants to do other shit. And then all of a sudden she comes back and there's no more beef between her and Miss McMahon. And it's like, what what happened? What, What got talked about behind the scenes to where now everything's okay. And now she's wrestling again. And you know, whatever. Well, chances are, it was it had something to do with shit like, Hey, I, I, I want to go do this spot for Disney and The Mandalorian. You're going to let me do it. But ultimately, he's not interested in her becoming a fucking megastar. For what? For her to leave the company? And, and not have to come back? How does that work out in his financial best interests yeah you know i think a lot of people are starting to look at it that way i'm one of those people i think unfortunately i think it makes great business sense maybe Mm. not for the talent but for vince mcmahon and the wwe sure but us as fans he doesn't give two shits people of lincoln i've discovered that nobody cares have a good day he cares about what he uh, cares about, and that's it. Uh, how many times have we heard people say, you know, it's all about the audience of one, and that's Vince McMahon. Yeah. I think that's the case here. He'll get you over. To, he'll let you get over <laughs> to a point, and then that's it. Well, I mean, take advantage of it while you can, and then and, and then when your contract's up, go somewhere else. But um, you know, the the thing is, agree with. You said it was Bully Ray that said that there won't be another Austin Rock or, or all that stuff. But I think that's just a product of the business altogether, though, too. I think we live in a, in, in, a, in a world where pro wrestling isn't going to be what it was during that era. I, I, I disagree. I disagree with you because you have you have AEW. AEW, look at look at look at all the opportunities that they provide their talent. They're not like you know with the WWE, you're restricted to wrestling on WWE programming only. That's it. You cannot wrestle anywhere else. Mm-hmm. AEW, hey, I'm gonna go do this spot show in Buttfuck, Timbuktu, wherever. Uh-huh. Great, go do it. You still got to do a TV taping on this day. Okay, great. Okay. You know? Yeah, I I, agree. I hear what you're saying, but my point is, as, as good as a lot of the talent is on, on, on AEW, for example, my, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that, that superstardom as being a household name, like Hulk Hogan became a household name, Stone Cold became a household name, The Rock became a household name. You ask a non-wrestling fan who Kenny Omega is, they're not going to fucking know. They don't know who the fucking name is. 
they're not they don't know like you don't see young bucks fan fan or people are young the young bucks being being talked about amongst non-wrestling fans where everybody that, that was anybody that was anybody knew who the fuck stone cold was I think it was just a product of the time. That's what I mean by that. Okay. You know, just like a lot of people can tell you who LeBron James is, but probably couldn't fucking tell you what team he was. That, that's that's, <laughs> what, get, that's okay. what I mean by that superstar. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But as far as, yeah, as, as far as, as pro wrestling is concerned, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think having those open doors that we've talked about so many times on this podcast, you know, open doors between companies, not just not just the, the indie shows, but other major companies, if, if you know, AEW and New Japan can really bridge that gap and, and have that kind of talent pool, now you're talking about international success even more so than, than ever before because now you get those those dream matches again. You get, you know, NJPW. You get Kenny Omega potentially coming back to the G1 next year or in future years and, 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 and other, you know, vice versa. You might have a... You know, Kazuchika Okada comp- competing at double or nothing in a year or two. You know, things of that nature, and 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 having that kind of actual talents trading and 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 that open door policy, and actually let talent get over. Where uh, you know, back in the '90s, where they didn't do that, Japanese wrestlers got treated like shit here in the United States for the most part. There's a few exceptions to the rule. I I I, I agree with that, and I think that's that's the difference too. Another another difference, which I'm going to segue now is the fact that a lot of these wrestlers can actually self-promote themselves using third-party companies outside of the WWE, of course. And again, it's just it goes to prove my point. Vince doesn't want you to get over, you know, <laughs> yes. in, in, unless you're going to give him some sort of kickback. And with that, of course, I'm talking about the recent firing of Zelina Vega, uh, that one, that one's kind of the. Um, it seemed like a like the ultimate warning shot. You know, let's let's get her out of here and let's let's make a statement that I mean business kind of a situation. And I know it came down to I, I read a uh, I read something that it came down to like the final the final straw was the the OnlyFans uh, site or the page or whatever. Yes. Here's my thing, and and, and obviously uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna discuss this, but here's my th- at no point. Now, I didn't subscribe to the OnlyFans page because I don't need to. And then also, I think it was like somewhere up there was like 100 bucks for some shit like that. Or... Uh, well, she was offering subscribers the opportunity okay. to purchase a photo of her. Okay, that's what it was. In, in nothing but body paint. Ew. Dressed up as... Catwoman, the Michelle Pfeiffer version of Catwoman. Okay. By the way, I don't got a hundred bucks to be spending on a fucking bodysuit picture. So I didn't partake. Between that, between Twitch, between Instagram, at no point, all I don't care what she was making because I know that you know she made a lot of money doing that. At no point was was she ever violating the original contract of 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 any kind of first party bashing because that's the thing that a lot of companies tell you not to do on social media and at no point was that ever a thing Vince McMahon implements this new rule it goes into effect now he has the right to do that legally I get, I get that it's just one of those things where it's so fucking unnecessary and now somebody is out of a job because of it at, w- at what point do you does Vince McMahon say you know and, and, and also too because we, we also know that we also know that he's the type of guy that doesn't play by the same rules for everybody like, like for example performance enhancing drugs uh, that we've talked about on this podcast before. Plenty of guys have 
clearly on juice that are not being reprimanded for it at all this this thing what, what is your take on the the third party banning social media sites was this firing justified in any way does lena vega go too far <laughs> she had fallen in line like a lot of a lot of people are saying like you know her boss said she needed to do it she needed, she needed to follow the rules or is this a fucking rule that just it, it, it's so irrelevant it shouldn't even be a thing it's a little bit of both Especially when it comes to Zelina Vega. Again, I'm not saying all WWE uh, roster members or, or, you know, company workers were of this situation. But you had some of them who were on Twitch or OnlyFans or other third-party sites making money. And they were as themselves. They were, you know, like AJ Styles. He's got a Twitch account. Mm-hmm. You know, he does what he does on there, but he does it as AJ Styles. He doesn't do it by his real name. Mm-hmm. That's owned by the WWE now. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. He AJ Styles is is I mean his his um he's trademarked his, his ring name. Okay. So that's not owned by the WWE. But he's performing for the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Whether people like it or not. AJ Styles' Twitch account, yeah, that could be argued in court that that is WWE property. Unfortunately, that's the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't agree with that. I think it's shitty, mm-hmm. but in the eyes of the law, that's a possibility that sure. he could be sued over that and lose. Now, Zelina Vega initially, her Twitch was Zelina Vega, if I'm not mistaken, and then. They told her, you can't have that unless you're going to kick back to us. And she went and opened up an OnlyFans account under her real name mm-hmm. or, or a different name that sure. wasn't WWE related. And that's when they fired her. That's wrong. That is completely wrong. And at that point, you are taking advantage of an independent contractor which that's exactly what she is Mm -hmm. whether Vince McMahon likes to hear that or not if I'm not mistaken she's one of those talents that yes she's signed to a WWE contract but I don't think she's exclusive you know there's there's no to my knowledge there's nothing in her contract that states she has to do anything exclusively for them except Russell as Zelina Vega Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets murky uh, in, in, as far as the legal aspect goes. So, yeah, it's a little bit of both. And, and now you add on that whole thing with independent contracting. If you're an independent contractor and a company that hires you tells you that you're working exclusively with them, well, unless you state that in the contract and both parties agree to it, that's the only time that works that way. Otherwise, you're just... It would be like telling your Uber driver, here, I'm going to pay you a bunch of money, you're only going to drive for me. But you no, know, you can't necessarily do that because they're an independent contractor and they work for themselves. Yeah. They would have to agree to it. So th- this is where it, 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 it... There's just another layer added on to this whole legal debacle. Ultimately, and here's some, here's here's the food for thought here. Believe it or not, I know this is going to be hard for a bunch of you WWE marks to digest here, but guess what? Zelina Vega was making more money on Twitch than she was for the, as a WWE roster member. 
if you can believe that. How fucked up is that? How how ass backwards is that? Her main nine to five job being on the WWE roster was not paying what she was making on Twitch as a side hustle, mind you. Yeah. That wasn't her full time thing. So if Vince were if, if Vince wanted to do anything to make this right, he should have just fucking at least matched the amount of money she was making for, for on Twitch to get her to stay. Mm-hmm. At least come to the table with that. But no, they fire her. And now what? She's going to be still making that amount of money on Twitch, maybe even more now because of, of the the outcry of support for her. Yeah. Um, a very smart girl, by the way, who right before she got fired, she tweets out that she supports unionization. Very, very perfectly timed tweet, which which could come into to play later on. But yeah, she's still going to be out there making her money. Mm-hmm. She won't have to be beating her body up over it. And whether she chooses to go somewhere else, obviously yeah. she's under a no com, no yeah, compete. She's got ninety so, days off. Yeah, so yeah, she least. she's got ninety days to just hang out and, and do Twitch shit or whatever. But if she shows up in AEW or or wherever else, that's on her now. She doesn't have to. You know, she's clearly making more money doing what she's doing, and she she's not enduring all the the physical uh, abuse of her body. So. She's in a really great position, as, as far as I'm concerned. No pun intended with the, the whole Catwoman thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it is unfair. It is so unfair. You know, it, 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 real quick, not to get too off topic here, but in the state of California, this past election, they were they had voted on whether or not to make Uber drivers and Lyft drivers employees of those companies or keep them independent contractors. And that's a big deal, folks, because if a state or any any other legal government recognizes those independent contractors as employees and all that legislation passes, you know what that means? Uber has a lot of fucking back dues to start paying to these people because now they're employees. And guess what? Now they have to offer them health insurance. So a lot of that money changes. A lot of that money situation changes. That's why all your WWE uh, performers are independent contractors because guess what? They don't want to necessarily have to offer you... um, employee perks or insurance or whatever sure if your knee blows out and you're fucking brock lesnar or whatever yeah they're gonna fucking take care of you because guess what you're an investment Mm -hmm. and they want you to come back to the ring and perform but if you were a fucking employee and your knee blows out chances are they're not gonna give two shits about you they might cover some of the the insurance money that that would have to you know you would have to endure for medical bills and shit but they would just be like everybody else they'd still have to pay something out of pocket they're not guaranteed a fucking job when they come back yeah all that shit man so it it is a huge fucking deal by the way state of california decided to keep it that way to where uber and lyft drivers are still independent contractors so sad to say the you know that doesn't help them necessarily but it, it now, at least, they still have that freedom to go out and work for whoever the fuck they want because they're working for themselves. Yeah. So And, and again, it's the same thing with the WWE. So we just got done watching... Uh, oh, yeah! 
got done watching Taker versus versus Mankind, and Paul. I was about to call him Paul Heyman. Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Percy Pringle was uh, was was hanging hanging above the in, ring in, yeah, a cage. in a cage, and uh, oh, this is Terry Gordy. This is a, a recovering alcoholic, Terry Gordy. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's recovering much. Well, that's why they put him under the hood. We're uh, Obviously, we're watching WWE Survivor Series 1996. And right after the Mankind vs. Undertaker match, a hooded figure comes in. I forget what they call him. Mr. Pringle, it was certainly obvious a few moments ago that Pistol Pez Waddley got quite a clean pinfall on your southern It wasn't obvious at all. It just so happened it was bad timing, Mr. Soley. Mama called. I was on the telephone with her up in the front office, and I couldn't come out here to see, but I heard that he attacked my man just outright. Well, Mr. Pringle, I'll allow you to have your opinion. Obviously, I can't do anything to change that. But I am concerned about a few other things, too, including the Freebirds. Well, the Freebirds, that don't bother me. What concerns me right now is Mr. Watley. Like I said, he did attack my man outright. The man that told me that, I trust him very much. I trust uh-huh. this man that told me this information. And then the Indian boys. You know, they've been running and running and running, and they just won't put them championship belts on the line. But when they do have a chance to get in the ring with my men, they spend most of the time out on the floor chasing me. They won't get in the ring and wrestle. They're scared of the PYTs. Now, as far as the Freebirds concerned, I'm not worried at all. I have a little doubt, a little bit of doubt in my mind about the mentality of this Terry Gordy. I just don't know about this about this man at all. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Bam Bam, Gang Bang, whatever you want to call him. It doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, maybe the executioner? Okay. But underneath the mask is Terry Bam Bam Gordy, legendary Freebird. But he was going through one hell of a time in life at this point where he was recovering from substance abuse. And uh, he just needed something and he pulled some strings with some friends and they got him that spot. And he this was supposed to be the start of like a resurgence of his career. But uh, it never worked out that way. He never really got over his demons, and he eventually died. That small spot was supposed to lead to something much bigger, and because he couldn't get his shit together, it did not. It's a sad story. It is. But, uh, a lot of people are going to be chewing on their Thanksgiving dinner listening to that sad <laughs> story. <laughs> I did not know that. That's that's news to me. So they're wrestling this entire match for Paul Bear, who's a very heavy man, by the way. Suspended above the ring. I know this is 1996, but I would I would hazard a guess that there's going to be a lot of organizations like Cough Cough OSHA that would be like, that's a really bad idea. You know, I my uh, my nine to five or my former nine to five now. We we dealt with a lot of overhead hanging hanging things. Uh-huh. It's never a smart idea to walk underneath it, let alone fucking compete. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's a lot of things that could have gone wrong there. Luckily, obviously, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody got hurt in that match. But Jesus Christ, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Absolutely terrible idea. Yeah, going back to the, I guess, final final thoughts of the, the third party issues that that WWE has and, and all of that. It's just, to me, it's a lot of it's unnecessary nonsense. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are pro Vince McMahon. This like, well, he makes the rules. But my, my thing is, like, what is, the, what is the harm in what they're doing? What is the harm in, as you said, independent contractors going out there and having side hustles? There should be no harm. 
But in the eyes of Vince McMahon, you you know, let, and again, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the WWE rosters, Twitch accounts, or what have you. So forgive me if I get something wrong here. But for example, hypothetically, you have Xavier Woods who who does the Up Up Down Down mm-hmm. series or channel. Let's say, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he goes by Xavier Woods, right? Okay, so there you go. He's a WWE performer, despite his independent contract status, and he's he's got this channel. He's used part, at least part, of his WWE persona to garner some of that interest in his channel, or his or that entity, right? So that's that's the problem. That's the argument. That's the argument. Now, if he did it under his real name. It could be argued, well, hey, he's he's doing it under his real name. You have Vince McMahon has less of an argument. That's not the case, at least for this hypo- hypothetical situation. So, so yeah, that's that's the that's why that's why there's such a, a, a big hubbub about it. Because now, you know, she's Zelina Vega is making uh, quite a quite a bit of change over there on Twitch. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of fucking money, and it's more money she, than she was making at WWE. We're looking at I if I could be wrong here, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it's an upwards of about of about a hundred grand a year. Wow. Okay, so that's a lot of money. Yeah. And even a percentage of that money, that's a lot of money to a lot of people. And Vince McMahon is one of those people. Now, obviously, he's a billionaire and what have you. But guess what? He's got a whole fucking company of people to run. If I were in his shoes, and I'm sure I'll get heat from this from a bunch of people, but guess what? If I were Vince McMahon and I was in this situation, damn Skippy, if you were fucking running a a successful third-party deal using your ring name or your persona, guess what? You owe me something. Maybe not the entire thing, but you owe me something. And if you're not willing to to do that with us, then you'll have to suffer the consequences, whatever that may be. Obviously, Zelina Vega got let go. I don't think he wants to do that with everybody. So what you're saying is all they would need to do is just not use their their stage name. Would that be enough? To a degree, yes, because now, if that's the case, you set that precedent legally. Like, hey... Whatever whatever success I've had with this channel or with this little company or whatever you're doing independently, it was under my name, under my own merit, and it could be argued in court that it had nothing to do with me being a WWE performer. Mm. All right, I guess that's fair. I think the thing gets 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 muddy. Gets gets it's so gets so muddy because it's you know you 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 are i hear what you're saying and I, and I i guess i agree with that but it's also comes to a point to where even even when i asked you the question here was if they just if they just use their name if 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 you know Jerry Woods if his name was John Smith i don't know what his real name is but, <laughs> but if he uses if he uses his real name is John we'll just call it John Smith for now i mean and you're still saying that might not be enough because He's famous because he's a WWE wrestler. It's like, well, where, where does that end? And you know, now we deal with that unfairness. So, even if you're doing everything right and and not not you know, you're not like John Smith from WWE or John Smith from you know, also known as Xavier Woods. Like you're just John Smith, and WWE still says, you know, you owe me, you still owe me that because you're famous because of of, of me. Well, I, to me, that's that's it's kind of dog shit because at some point. 
you know, yeah, I'm, I'm famous because I'm, I'm on TV on your on your product, but I'm not using your name. I'm not I, at this point. If if, he, if he's talking about video games, he's not even talking about the product. So at, at what point does he does he get to be like, say like, hey, you know, this is this is what I'm doing. Maybe this is a reach here, but it's it's like it's like working a job, and because of that job, you were able to buy a car, and then you took that car and you said, you know what, I'm gonna make extra money by being an Uber driver. And they said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You bought that car because of us. You got to give us some of that Uber money. It's like, the fuck I do. <laughs> it's my fucking money. And, and, and you understand it perfectly. So as a WWE performer using... The stalker. That's right. Barry Windham was the stalker at one point. Uh, love that the mustache. fucking mustache, right? <laughs> He's talking about needing a paycheck. Yeah, right? <laughs> You understand it perfectly. For me, I, that's my only hope in this entire conversation, both to you and our listeners, is that people understand it. You don't have to like it, because I, I don't like it. You understand it perfectly. And and that's, that's both sides of the argument. If you're using the WWE persona name and you're garnering attention and success, whether it be monetarily or otherwise... Vince McMahon has an argument. If you're using your real name or a, a different name that's not your stage name and you're still having success or whatever, there's your argument about like, hey, I bought this with money from the job that I work for for you, but now I'm an Uber driver. Fuck you. I don't owe you any of my Uber money. That's that argument. So, yeah, it makes you're making total sense. Again, you don't have to like it, but that's where those arguments come into yeah. play. It just becomes a really shitty situation because, you know, that's another example of being weighed down. I, obviously, some some of these people. I mean, I, I mean, you look at somebody like Xavier Woods. It's it's a well known fact. He's a video game fanatic. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure he has a lot of fun doing what he does. I don't know what the hell Zelina Vega does on Twitch. I always thought Twitch was nothing but video games. She I'm, no, she plays games. Okay, so yeah. she likes games too. Okay. That, that that that's that's fine. My my I guess my thing is like, it's another example how WWE doesn't allow growth from their from 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 anybody, and it goes to the original conversation. And 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 I get that, but at, at the same time, it it leads to me to believe that clearly, clearly, there's more money to be made elsewhere. Why the hell would you sign a fucking contract with this company? You have to, you have to do all these shows, especially during during a, a non-COVID time where you have to do all these dates, and then you only, you make X amount of money, you get X amount of TV time. If you're a fucking jobber, you might get one or two TV spots a fucking month. You're not getting house show money anymore because that's a thing of the fucking past now. Right, and and, and it's going to be for the you know even after the pandemic at least that's the plan. You're not your merchandise sales is gonna be shit because you're not on fucking TV. So you go out there like like a Zack Ryder, for example, if you remember that from years ago. Yes, where he got he had a extremely successful YouTube channel before being the elite was ever what it was. Zack Ryder was doing it before that. Yep, and he got fucking over because of that. He wasn't being fucking utilized, and he did it. Yeah, yeah, well, he was using the Zack Ryder name, but he still fucking did it on just doing on his own merit on his own time. You're telling me that now you sign this contract, let's say you become, you know, mid-card jobber, you're barely getting any of this fucking attention, now you're telling me I can't even go out there 
and try to make a fucking buck doing something else while I'm still getting employed. I'm not wrestling for another company. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to fucking just sit on my ass and play video games. Yes, that's what I'm telling that's, you. But yes, it's because it's Vince McMahon. It, it makes no... <laughs> my, my, but my question is now... is not I fully understand that. My question is now, who in their fucking right mind thinks that this, this is a good idea? To, to sign with this company and potentially be held down because when it comes down to it in the WWE... Out of the entire roster, under ten percent actually become superstars. To be honest with you, I think I think the answer is just a lot of people who are ignorant to that knowledge. Um, you know, a lot of people. Hey, I I I want to be a professional wrestler, and everybody, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people getting into the business, they want to have that WWE moment, you know, that WrestleMania moment. So hey, I want at some point I want to go work there. You know, a lot of people still perceive this as like the upper echelon of professional wrestling and it's it's not you know they're sports entertainers you know they don't they don't even get trained the the as a professional wrestler these days you know they get trained a little bit differently so but you have yeah that's what it is you you just have a lot of people who and then you know think about it a lot of people don't think that far ahead you know they just want to get in get their door their foot in the door so to speak and then and, and then go through that process, whatever that may be. And people just don't think, man. They just don't. Uh, real quick, this is kind of related. Year, years ago, you and I used to work for the same 9 to 5. Yeah. Okay? I don't know if you were aware, but at one point, that company had stated that if you or I or any anybody who worked for that company uh, were to be out and about in public and someone recognized you as working for that company and uh, you were doing something negative or in a derogatory manner i.e you know i don't know drinking booze or getting high Mm -hmm. or cussing or what have you sure that you were supposed to conduct yourself you know a a stand-up associate because you are representing that company's name and if you didn't, that was grounds for termination. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that extreme. I, I know, like, uh, other aspects of it, but I did not know that. Yeah. Well, it, but it's shit like that, though. And here's the thing about contracts. I, I learned this from my, my, my now previous 9 to 5. There's a lot of things, and even, even if employees sign on it, there's a lot of things that don't get held up in court because it's... Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of that shit's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not gonna tell me I I can't fucking partake in whatever I want to. So I mean, if I'm committing a legal crime, let the fucking you know let the fucking cops handle it. I'm not gonna lose my job because I I told somebody to fuck off and like, well, hey, you work at at that place, yeah, you can still fuck off. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, nobody's gonna fucking tell me, and, and a lot of that shit's not gonna hold up in court. I mean, but it's you, just my point is unnecessary the, nonsense. The fucking audacity. Yeah. yeah. You know? How about you fucking pay me more? Yeah. You want me to act like an up, upstanding citizen? Pay me more. And see, that's the thing. Like, why? I don't understand. If if they knew Zelina Vega was making this amount of money at any point, mm-hmm. and she, all she wanted to do was wrestle or, or, or make it in, in your company, why wouldn't you fucking humor her and, and, and give her the opportunity? Of a, and... And, you know, to that point, I mean, they were, uh, again, it was Monday Night Raw, so let's face it, how many people were actually watching? But 
<laughs> they, Shots know, fired. But <laughs> but they were they were part of the 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 last hour, and that's right. that's typically your main event stuff. So yeah. I I don't I don't know I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, you don't independent if if you're an independent contractor, one take the time to fucking think. Think ahead. Think about you and what you're worth, and 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 what your work is worth. Right. And don't settle for any anything less. And two, don't get yourself into situations with fucking companies like the WWE, where they just want to take all your fucking money mm-hmm. and and not have to pay you shit. Well, that's that's the key. You kind of hit the nail right on the head. You know, for me, the the topic, the the. the the phrase of the month is "know your worth." That's for me because I, I of my personal of my personal situation. <clears throat> you know, when it comes to to anybody, independent contractors or any anybody out there, your goal should be what is your bottom line? Because what is a company going to be? A company is going to be all about their bottom line. That's how it works. So as as a as an employee, for anybody that has their their head so far up a company's ass that. They're like, well, we got to do what we're told. We got to do what we're told. That's, fuck that. That's stupid. If you don't agree with how your company is, is working, the first thing you need to do is evaluate who the fuck you are, what your, what your, what your worth is, and move on if it has to. And even though this, this happened in a firing, I'm going to tell you right now, I know she had a, 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 a Twitch feed where she was in tears and all that shit. I'm going to tell you this right now. In less than a month's time, Zelina Vega is going to laugh about this because she she knows her worth. As you said, she's a smart girl. She is doing everything now that she was doing prior to WWE, but now she doesn't have Big Brother breathing down her neck. Yeah, she can't go to AEW until next year sometime. If she or, or anybody else, I'm not saying she's going to AEW, but she can't go and wrestle for for 90 days. So she would be eligible, what, February, I believe. Yeah, February. Um, but it doesn't matter. She still has her Twitch account. I, I'm assuming she still has the OnlyFans account. Yes. Whatever mm-hmm. else, if she's making money on Instagram, I don't really follow her on anything. But, you know, obviously there's a lot of people do. She's She knew her. She knows her fucking worth. Yeah, it ended up her being fired. And people say, ha, she did. they got over her. She should have fell in line. No, she shouldn't have. No. She did, she did exactly what she should have done, and yeah, it cost her her job, and I'm and I'm going to say it like this, I not in the same similar situation, but I realized what my worth was, and it cost me my job, and now I got a better job, and she's doing the same thing. She's making a lot more money than I am, but you know, know your fucking worth. Know your fucking worth. Don't let companies weigh you down, and for anybody that's, that's out there and, and, and saying like, you know, you got to do what the boss told... You could fucking do that. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that are well, saying, fuck well, that. Well, if that's your worth, then that's what you do. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> then you must be that shitty of a fucking employee that this is what you have to do. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're a shitty employee, then... Conform. Ex- yeah, conform. <laughs> that's, yeah. But but hats off to Zelina Vega for standing her ground. You know, I wish her the best. She's obviously a very intelligent person. You know, I'm not a big fan of her wrestling, but you know, she she does have she's always played a good villainous manager style. She did that in Impact as well. I think she'll be just fine when it comes to wrestling if she just decides to stick with wrestling. She doesn't fucking have to though. No, she and, doesn't. And, and good for her. Um, actually, 
I would like to see her in MLW personally. Yeah, I, I think she's a better yeah. fit for MLW. Absolutely, man. Um, Plus, but, it's new territory for her. She's never been there. She's never been there yet. So, yeah. And not everybody and her fucking mother's going there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's always that's always good too. Somebody asked a question: What does this mean for Alistair Black, if if anything at all? Well, he asked to be sent back to NXT, and they told him to go fuck off. So he's not going anywhere. He's staying on the main roster. But they also don't have plans for him. And if if we've learned anything from the the Miro yeah. and Lana situation, correct? There's a chance he could be put through tables every single eight, week, eight weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be. <laughs> now that's a company you want to keep supporting, right? You know, spouse leaves, and you got to. You know, you know what kills one. me about that situation. For those of you who don't understand, Miro, who used to be Rusev in the WWE, he leaves and goes to AEW eventually. His wife, Lana, is still with the WWE at this point. And as, like, punishment, and this is like an unspoken situation here, but usually when something like this happens, Vince McMahon likes to punish the talent. And so as punishment for uh, Rusev leaving, his wife, Lana, has been put through tables each and every week for the last eight weeks. What what I can't under I can't understand about this is he Rusev leaves to go to AEW eventually, right? He also has a Twitch account, whatever. Yeah. So he's making a decent amount of change, and his wife is still stuck there. I get all that, but clearly he doesn't have the business acumen to understand the entire situation because he can't get himself over in AEW because he doesn't fucking know how to get over to begin with, which just complicates matters. Now, he didn't really come out and say anything until eight weeks later about all this it took him eight weeks to understand that she's more than likely getting the brunt <laughs> of his fucking decision not a very bright guy no no not this the sharpest knife in the drawer there and then what he said was something to the effect of like she's she's taken like a champ she's like the world champion of table breaking or some shit and it's like i'm sure that made her happy like what the fuck is wrong with you you're so fucking stupid Ooh, you're stupid this is this is and you know what i shouldn't be surprised because this is the guy that came out with fucking what fifteen hundred dollars sweatpants on <laughs> you know and a fucking six hundred dollar mickey mouse shirt you're a disney fan matt yeah, yeah. would you pay six hundred dollars for a fucking mickey mouse shirt i wouldn't pay six dollars for a mickey mouse sweatshirt. thank you very much <laughs> i love mickey mouse but yeah, no thank you. Fucking Gucci, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, what do you have, $1,500 Jordans or... Oh, they were uh, Kanye, Kanye, Yeezys. Yeezys yeah, it was like seven or $800 shoes. Like, I buy Chuck Taylors still. I, it's like, what the fuck, <laughs> man, you know? I pay $40 for pe- shoes. People are assholes. That makes them better than us, Joe. Remember, we're jealous. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous, please. <laughs> Wish I I'm, had that I'm, shirt. I'm turning green with envy as we <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. When it comes to Alistair Black, because I don't give a shit about Lana. I, Alistair Black is the real life husband of Zelina Vega or whatever she's being called now. 
Um, oh, I think her real name is Thea Trinidad. Thea Trinidad. Okay, yeah. there it is. Um, yeah, that makes sense. They they didn't give two shits about Alistair Black even before this happened. So I can I can only imagine now. I can see him getting like beat up by like Lars Sullivan every week or something like that. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Which which is which it amazes me that Lars Sullivan still has a fucking job, let alone getting pushed. It's because he's a big dude. I know I know why I know the reason why. <laughs> it just amazes me. Again, this is what I mean. Like rules can be broken if, if Vince likes you. The, the guy is still under scrutiny for things that he's doing, even before, like after all the other stuff that he was already being accused of. Man, I'm, speaking of accusations, like I'm two for two, man. Not only am I jealous, but I'm insubordinate too. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a jealous, insubordinate guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where they, where he goes with this company from now on. Hopefully away. Well, hopefully it, he sits out, you know, rest, finishes his contract. Hopefully it's not very long. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much time he's got left. But if they're gonna punish him, I, I guess he has no choice but to take it in, until his contract is up, and then hopefully. He does the smart thing and doesn't resign with them, you know. I just, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be absolutely amazed if he did. I mean, that'd, that'd be the most dumbest thing he could fucking do. We talked about Twitch a lot. Twitch is all about video games, and we're gonna segue out of all this social media nonsense, and we're gonna talk about one of my favorite topics. And no, it's not you, Mickey Mouse. You are, <laughs> although I do love you. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Say, do you want to come inside my clubhouse? While I'm waiting for your fucking response, are you just not going to say anything, dumbass? Happy birthday, Mickey. Yeah, happy couple, birthday, uh, yeah. A couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, 92. 92 now? Yep. Jesus, you're getting old. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, and that is video games. I abs- I guarantee you, I guarantee you I love video games more than anybody that's got a fucking Twitch channel. I just, <laughs> I just don't like fucking playing in front of people. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm shy. So you like playing with yourself? I like playing with myself. Go. If someone's in the bathroom longer than five minutes, name something they might be doing. Cleaning it. Cleaning it. Hey, Megan. Hi. Young Megan just graduated from high school, started mm-hmm. your own charity. I did start See my own charity. That, that was good. good. Anything else you want to tell me about yourself? I'm going to be a third grade religious education teacher in the fall. Third grade religious mm-hmm. education teacher? Yeah, like CCD classes. You, you're going to be a Sunday school teacher? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. I didn't use it. <laughs> I'm going to teach uh, religious Sunday school teacher. <laughs> no, I know, because my mom was a It's Sunday not taught school. on Sunday. It's taught it's Mondays. Not taught on Sunday. Well, yeah. well, then you're a Monday school teacher. <laughs> I'm a Monday school teacher, yes. You're just teaching religious stuff. Exactly. Well, Only what you religion. do is on Mondays, you just teach them what sins you commit after Sunday. E- exactly. That's all it is. What exactly. piece of cake? There's I so could many. teach that class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say one right now. <laughs> you're about to say one what? A sin that you could commit. Between oh. Sunday and Monday. Well, what sin is that? Playing with yourself. <laughs> In the bathroom. Oh, that's the answer. <laughs> oh. 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 Jesus. 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 Jesus.
That's your answer. I really couldn't think of anything else. Oh, God. I was going, we're going to hell. I was only kidding. You can come to fucking school. Shut up. You can come to Sunday school. We're going to be discussing it on Monday. What are you talking about? You're taking the joke too far. Yeah, my mom's in the audience, too. Well. <laughs> and my grandparents. <laughs> where's the mom? <laughs> That's your daughter. <laughs> so the question was, if someone's in the bathroom longer than five minutes, name something they might be doing, and your answer is playing with something. <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't, I've never done that. I don't, I don't know what it is. Play with yourself. Just, okay. I like, yeah. Okay. Not like Lex Luger there? <laughs> not, not, like, not like that video of Lex Luger. <laughs> if anybody can find what Joe and I are talking about, please send it to us. It's the, it's the footage that got leaked of, uh, like, the NWA roster uh, during, uh, I think it was the Great American Bash Tour. So, I believe so, yeah. It's, it's footage of the Road War... Well, not both Road Warriors, but... Uh, it's Hawk, right? Hawk, yeah, because yeah. Hawk was on steroids. Right. So Hawk's shooting up. He's got a syringe hanging out of his ass. And, <laughs> uh, who else is back there? Lex Luger's in the background, like, literally rubbing one out. Um... <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. I've got a Blake who else yeah, is there, there. There's but... a few more people in there, but it's like, hot damn. Uh, none of that was supposed to ever be leaked, and it got leaked. If anybody's familiar with uh, the movie Green Inferno, yes. there's, a, there's a scene where a guy is just beaten off for pretty much no fucking reason. Well, uh, he, he thinks he's going to die. He thinks he's going to die, yeah. So I, he's I, like, why not die happy? Sure, I, I get that. But when you, when, you first, when you first turn to him, like he's just... <laughs> He's just jerking off. That's what Lex Luger reminds me of. Yeah. In this video. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Um, it it's just... <laughs> you don't see anything, thankfully. At least I don't remember seeing anything. It, it, it's just it's just for fucking laughs. If anybody can find that video, please, please share it. <laughs> it's just fucking great. What were we talking about here? I, I lost track. We're talking about um, Lex Luger beating off here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I'm not jealous of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we were talking about video games. Video games. Your love of video I games. I love of video games. Wow, how did we get to... Okay. Yeah, we are here. Uh, <laughs> finally, we're talking about video games. Again, we got wrestling on the background. We got another traditional Survivor Series match. Uh, I forget who was in this one all year. I know this was The Rock's debut. He was Rocky Maivia. Oh, yeah, The Stalker. He was yes. in here, mustache and all, wild man and uh, Jake Roberts. I guess I think Stalker's out. Yeah, Stalker's out. Uh, I guess a team of Goldust, Triple H back when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. For, right. Before they abbreviated it, and I forgot the other two guys. I wasn't uh, paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't either. But yeah, I, I think it's just down to to H. Oh no, uh, Crush is in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, there's I don't know who the fourth guy was, but he's gone. But video games. We got to talk about video games and how it's related to this podcast this week because AEW officially announced 
the release of a new console video game. And Joe, they are bringing back the famous wrestling developing company and video games, and that is Ukes. Is it possible to two Utes? To what? What was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a Ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two Utes. I'm shocked. I, I really am. Um, I'm not. You're not? I'm not, but I, I, I'll tell you why. Well, I, I'll tell you why I'm shocked. Because, uh, let's face it, you know, there's... There's one thing uh, to start your own company and work with your friends and get paid a decent uh, wage there and all that, okay? Because you're being funded by someone with a lot of fucking money. That's one thing. But it seems like every time you turn around now, AEW is is getting getting themselves into situations that it's like it's too good to be true and i don't know what they're doing different that's keeping them afloat but whatever they're doing they're they're getting away with it i feel like it's highway robbery to <laughs> to to some extent and and i hate feeling that way because i don't want to feel that way yeah so now you know you know obviously Kenny Omega an executive in the company, we all know, well, if you're familiar with Kenny Omega, you know he's an avid video gamer. Yes. That much to me is not a shock. I knew if if there was going to be a video game associated with AEW, one, two things. One, Kenny Omega was going to be involved. Two, it was going to be a legit attempt at a fun, entertaining wrestling game. So that much doesn't shock me. But what shocks me, they actually listened to fan input and hired the legendary Mr. Iwashita to headline this this console game. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this man, he is the mastermind behind Yuke's and uh, the beloved WWFE now No Mercy video game that is absolutely fucking tons of fun to play. Still to this day, it holds up, man. To this day, I mean, I think after we get done recording, I'm going to pop the fucking game in. The <laughs> I, I, reason why I'm not surprised by this because Kenny Omega has, has talked about it in the past of bringing back that style of... of, of wrestling game because it was missing you know this was shortly after uh fire pro wrestling world came out uh which was a couple years ago that was uh, and kenny omega was on the cover of that because he was still working for new japan at the time when that game was released and anyone who's familiar with fire pro wrestling that's a that's 32-bit style graphics very uh super nintendo sega genesis like you know he had said like that was kind of what, what was missing because you know you got wwe and they're hooked up with 2K, which prior to uh, WWE 2K20, I, I've had no problems with those games. Those games were very, very fun to play. Um, 2K20, well, and I'll talk about it in a sec here, had a lot of had a lot of glitches and, and, and a lot of issues with it from the get go. But there was it was just, it was a simulation game. It was like it was like buying Madden. It was like buying uh, NBA 2K. It was like buying you know MLB The Show. Like you were putting yourself 
into that, you know, try, try to be as realistic as possible. And he had felt that Ukes and the No Mercy era, and we'll even, I'll even keep going with like, you know, with the, the original SmackDown games, with Revenge, with with World Tour, all those games. Actually, World Tour I think was Asmic Ace, but my point is, is that they released these style. The, it was it was simulation and arcade together. And Ukes was, whether it was on PlayStation or N64, they were, nobody else was, was releasing games, wrestling games, as successful as they were. And it was it was for a reason. And that was at the time when you had multiple different companies kind of vying for those contracts. Acclaim was one of them. I'm drawing a blank on, on some. I, Asmic Ace was, was one. And uh, I can't think of, of another one that w- that was out there, but um, you know, you had all these companies that were out there vying for these wrestling contracts, and it was Ukes who was developing these back when uh, when WWE, especially when WWE took over, and and uh, and Jack specific kind of hooked up and, and and brought these guys over, and it was once that happened, I mean, they never looked back, and it was, it was a shame, and it was really stupid that they ever cut ties with them to begin with, but. Yeah, I mean those those level of games have have always kind of stood the test of time, and and Kenny Omega has has not been shy about that in the past. So for me, it it, it comes to no surprise. I'm not saying that it was an easy um, to you know partnership. I don't know I don't know how he pulled the strings, but when I when I when I when I saw what I saw, I was I was pleasantly uh, I don't want to say surprised. That would be contradictive. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy to, to see that he actually pulled it off because, I mean, this is I think this is a step in the right direction for a realistic, but at the same time, very much realizing that it's a video game style of video game. It, it does, it's not going to take itself too seriously, but it's also not going to be silly like WWE's last release, which was 2K Battlegrounds. Total crap game. But... <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so fucking excited. The teaser that came out was, I mean, there's not really much to, that they, that they, you know, they showed, but it is a teaser. But I, I am extremely excited to to see what uh, what they have in store for anybody that that isn't a fan of AEW, but you like video games. I'm telling you right now, don't don't let your your disdain for AEW because you're a fanboy stop you from at least checking this game out. Because I'm telling you right now. You know, I already got a lot of people that oh, there'll never be another No Mercy. First of all, they're not trying to be No Mercy. You shouldn't try to be No Mercy. But at the same time, No Mercy isn't even the best fucking video game, wrestling video game that's ever been created. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of that argument. I'm just tired <laughs> of it. It's good, but there's a lot of limitations to it. I think they're going to do what they did with No Mercy, but they're going to expand on it as they should. And uh, man, I'm just, I'm just fucking excited. I'm, I mean, it's going to be a day one purchase for me. As soon as you can pre-order, I'm going to pre-order it. Because I'm sure there's going to be some cool stuff coming with it. I bet. And I, I don't bet. pre-order a lot of games these days. Besides... By the way, I reached my goal of 1,700 video games this year. Dude, congrats. Thank you. That's a I'm lot. Going, I'm going for two... Th- not 1,700 I bought this year. No, no, no. Yeah, it's no. my I collection. Know. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm, that. I'm shooting for 2,000 next next year. So, wish me luck. I, I, I'm not going to even do that because I know you'll you'll accomplish it. I'm looking at most of them right now. And, I got shit in boxes. Yeah, they're all see. over the place. So the news gets announced. 
you get to see in the tr- in the teaser trailer, you get to see Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. It was the match, and then uh, uh, Sheeta. Oh yeah, Sheeta. Yes, that's, she, that's, she comes yeah. out at the end. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, but yeah, uh, just just that little glimpse mm-hmm. uh, of footage. Uh, so much promise in that for me. Uh, I remember playing No Mercy. Yeah, and again, I, I agree with you. They shouldn't try to make another No Mercy, but they should expand upon yeah, what, they did. what they already did. Yeah. And so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited as well. But while we're on the subject of video games, wrestling video games, do you have any other favorites out there? Are there ones you like to just talk about and how shitty they are? I mean, you you can't talk about wrestling video games in you know, the N64 era, especially if you don't talk about WCW NWO Revenge. I think I had like every fucking wrestling game. Well, stateside anyway. Stateside for N sixty four. I mean, as far as the exclusives, you had Revenge and World Tour for WCW. Yeah, I had both. And then you had WrestleMania two thousand, No Mercy for WWF. Yep. Uh, the other the, there was other ones released, but they weren't exclusives. Although May uh, not Mayhem, Nitro, the N sixty four version was the only version. If you care about about this part, the only version that had Goldberg in it. Oh. But yeah. you know, you had to be a Goldberg. But it was '98, so a lot of people were Goldberg fans in '98. I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> loser. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Bill Goldberg was like, it was like uh, the wrestling version of Limp Bizkit for me. Like it was, there was so, it was so cool back then. <laughs> but you look back at it now and the be like, wrestling man, version of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> you look at it now, and it's like, wow, that was so lame. <laughs> Thinking this guy was cool or, or Limp Bizkit being cool. No, you, let's not go there. I, I don't want to be that guy. No, it, the the idea behind Goldberg and the streak, it was it was cool. Um, it, just what he turned out to be later was just like, really? Well, here's my issue with the streak. As, as a wrestling fan, as a pro wrestling fan, Streaks are cool, but the wrestler has to be believable. Yes. And when you when you go back to to Bill, I know we're off, going off topic here, but when you go back to the topic of, of Bill Goldberg being being believable as a wrestling fan, and, and I know hindsight's always twenty twenty, I get that. But as a wrestling fan, being where I, how I am, if Goldberg were to happen today, or or let, let's put it this way, if I was thirty one years old in nineteen ninety eight, I guarantee you, knowing the type of douchebag that I I can be. I'm looking at Goldberg. I'm saying this guy's fucking trash from the get go. <laughs> I don't give a shit how many times he beats fucking you know Perry Saturn or or uh, fucking guys from Raven's Flock. Oh yeah. Like you know he he's wrestling in fucking you know thirty second matches. I don't give a fuck. I don't care how many guys he's fucking beat. It doesn't work. You know. Um, so I, I get it. Ninety eight, it's a different world. I'm also eight years old in nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety eight, so I'm I'm very impressionable. But man, like for me, Goldberg is a guilty pleasure to look back at now of of that era just because of man, I, I fucking can't I can't stand shit like that these days. <laughs> um, and I and I stand by what I said. I'm ashamed of myself for fucking liking Bill Goldberg. <laughs> as far as like wrestling video games go, man, you know, I I absolutely loved a lot of the you know the SmackDown versus Raw games when they when they started introducing you know you know the the GM modes and you had this free range of of uh, of having rosters of, and and these dream matches that you had 
because like you know over over the years like their their rosters got super fucking big, and that's the one thing I did like I I do like about the WWE games is that they actually try to incorporate as many licenses as they can. Yeah, and as a, as a wrestling fan, you know, guy that likes the fantasy book. I'm not complaining. You give me a, a fucking ninety person roster, I give me all of it. <laughs> but yeah, you look you look back at it, man. There's so many that that have a lot of special place in, in my heart. I mean, you know the the acclaims the acclaim series. I know there's a lot of lot of issues because of the button combos you had to press, but you can't you can't talk about best wrestling games ever and not mention things like you know WWF Attitude. Um, the ECW games were were basically the same things. Anarchy Rules and and uh, and Hardcore Revolution. Those were both just absolutely fantastic games. Um, yeah, it just it just kind of just really it really was a product of the time. And uh, you know, you I, I've I've always actually I, I last year I went through Attitude all over again. Went, you know, built created a character and went all the way up the ranks and. It's just good, nostalgic fun, but I mean, there's so many eras, and and that's, that's the thing about wrestling video games is that there's so many great eras, but then you also have your your your, your dog shit ones. I mean, the first one I can think of right now is as much as I love the GameCube, you know, you look at something like WrestleMania 19, if you remember that game. I do not. Uh, WrestleMania 19, the the concept was you are a disgruntled employee <laughs> that got kicked out of the WWE. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. And now you're literally going like through like the construction zones that randomly WWE has, and you're, bro, I'm, I'm kidding you not. You're fighting security guards. <laughs> and it, it, it's not what you think. Like it'd be funny if it was like a be- like a beat 'em up game. Yeah. You know? Like give me like Streets of Rage with like security guards and WWE style. No, like you're taking security guards and you're throwing them off scaffolds. Like you're fucking killing these guys. Oh my god. And. I think you only wrestle one match in the ring, and that's your very last match. It, you know what it is? It's their version of uh, WCW Backstage Assault, if you remember that game from 2000. The entire game, which, by the way, uh, Jeff Jarrett was prominently advertised for the game. Yeah, fuck Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. Fuck you. That was a setup, guys. That was a setup. Um, oh. So Backstage Assault was a game that took place entirely outside of the ring. And it came out in 2000, and you play, I remember being being a 10-year-old kid, you know, renting it from my local video store, if you remember those things, and just playing it and just, like, looking at it, I'm like, this is where WCW is going? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, even the video game couldn't even, like, save the product, but... You know, I, I mean, I could go on fucking forever. I, I, you know, WCW Mayhem, as bad of a game as it was, holy fuck was it beautiful. The graphics were absolutely fucking amazing for 1999, you know, PlayStation. The N64 version wasn't as good. But, um, you know, even going back even further than that, you know, the original WWF WrestleMania, WCW Super Brawl. You know, um, WWF Raw for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, Royal Rumble for Sega Genesis. You know, all these games, man, it has such a whole near and dear to my heart. And it was actually my love for wrestling video games that that really kept me entertained in pro wrestling at, you know, during a time where, you know, as a little kid at seven years old, when you first start watching wrestling, you think it's cool. But, you know, me, my intention span was so bad that I was like, okay, I'm going to not watch anymore. 
But then you play that game, and it's like you want you want to see. You know, it's got guys like Yokozuna in there, and yeah, like you know, we talk about Lex Luger. You want to see more of these guys, and Lex Luger, Undertaker. Ah, uh, you want to see more of Lex I, Luger. I want to see Lex Luger. You know, <laughs> show me that video. <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, I mean, do you have one? I mean, besides like No Mercy and I was a fan of the original uh, WCW game on PlayStation One. I don't remember what it's called. Versus the World. Is that what it was? Is it the one with Sting on the cover? Uh, I don't know who's on the cover, but I remember being able to play as Ric Flair and Ultimo Dragon. And... I think, I think, uh, I think he, Ultimo Dragon, Ric Flair for sure. I think Ultimo Dragon was also in Nitro because um, it was versus the world, and that one that that was the only one on PlayStation that had uh, the Japanese wrestlers as well. Okay, I don't know if you remember that because they were they very similar to. Uh, like Fire Pro Wrestling, where it had some of the, they weren't like they weren't all real names. Like, right, there were a lot of right. fake names. But uh, there's Versus the World, uh, and then Nitro came out. And I remember when Nitro first came out, it was uh, it was winter time, and I walked. My brother and I walked like three miles to the video store. Oh wow! Like, we both call, I, I I called off sick, and I called off, but I you know I faked being sick. So it, you know it's, it, it, winter and fucking winter and snow. Just to go rent this fucking game because I wanted to play it so bad, <laughs> and just absolutely fucking love the game. But yeah, I, I think you're. I, it's either gonna be either uh, Nitro or Versus the World. But but yeah, man, those were definitely both really good games. Uh, and, and but for me, it wasn't uh, necessarily about how good or bad the game was. It was about the potential. Mm. Like here, you have a brand new console at the time in PlayStation One. I was excited to see what it could do, and I remember being, um, me and my buddy were at his house, we rented it, we were playing it, and just to see, first of all, Ric Flair in a video game, yeah, and Ultimo Dragon in a video game, I was like, wow, and then, you know, you you got to play, and the mechanics were so-so, and it was like, wow, this is a, a good step forward. In the progression of, of wrestling video games, hopefully, whatever we see next from whatever console, whatever company, is is built upon that and, and furthers it even more. So, by the time you get to the N sixty four games, like a majority of those N sixty four games, I fucking love absolutely. I would play day and night. Mm-hmm. You name it, man. That replaced you know me growing up. I had I, I used uh, GI Joes. Yeah, you know, I had all all, all my GI Joes. I had like over five hundred GI Joes, and that's what I would use as as my wrestlers. So yeah, and then the only other one that's really really near and dear to my heart is the pro wrestling on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh yeah, 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 with uh, Starman and yeah. um, King Kong Karn. <laughs> Which uh, I played with the nephew the other day. Uh, we played couple matches which surprised the hell out of me because he's not big into wrestling mm. him and i got a set a uh, chance to sit down and, and game a little bit and much to 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 my surprise he wanted to sit and play that for a few rounds and so we did and uh we were having a fucking blast i still love that game now one of my favorite things that i haven't done in, in a number of years now i'm not an edge fan i'm, I'm, I'm not i've never been an edge fan yeah but... neither have i 
But one of the things I I did, it started one year, I, my, my youngest sister uh, got into wrestling because of me. You know, we, we, would, we would play, you know, wrestling video games together. And one of the things we would always do, like clockwork, when the new one came out, the new uh, WWE game at this point, because it was a money, we would play the Money in the Big Ladder match. And I'd always pick Edge. Always pick Edge because I'd fuck with her and not do anything that entire match. I would just... I would, you know, maybe walk around with a chair, smack somebody around. So you mean like the real like Edge real does? Edge. <laughs> yeah. and, and, but, see, and, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like, my whole concept was, like, because he was the ultimate opportunist. That was yes. a gimmick. So, like, what I would do, because so a lot of times, when you, for those who don't, you know, and if we never played a game, we don't remember, a lot of times when you go up there and you, you climb the ladder and you grab the briefcase, there would be some kind of bar or some kind of mini game system and like you, you had to like basically like work the bar all the way down. Once it got all the way down, then you would win the match. Now that bar, like, so let's say it was it was full, and then you went up there and started fucking around with it. And now it's halfway done, and somebody knocks you off the ladder. Well, that bar is going to remain halfway down. It's not going to go back up. Okay. So what I would do, I would I would have her do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> or the computer do all the work, and then when it was time for me to come in, I would come in, throw her off the ladder, throw pe- other people out the ring, and I'd climb it and just, I'd get her every single time. That's terrible. And then, and then one year, one year, <laughs> she finally beats me in the match. She did it with John Cena. Oh yeah, lord, which doesn't doesn't make me happy. But I'm telling you right now, as a big brother, I was giving her shit about it, and I was telling her she was cheating. But on the inside, I was so goddamn proud of her. She finally beat me. She finally beat. She finally. She finally beat me because I was fucking. I was just fucking with her the entire time. <laughs> but it was. It was those. You know, those are the memories too. Like it really didn't matter the game. It was. The, it was the person you're playing with. And that's what I love about video games. Is the. It's the. It's. It's just reintroducing it. You. You know. You. Even though your nephew's not a, a wrestling fan, you can still share that kind of bond with and i and i do miss those days of the new wrestling game coming out buying it you know scrapping whatever money i had you know working my you know my my minimum wage job at the time and buying the new wrestling game and and fucking just playing the shit out of it and being able to play with my younger sister and just and just having a good time doing royal rumble matches and getting eliminated and, and you know seeing who you're going to control next and Hopefully it wasn't somebody lame like Bobby Lashley or somebody, you know. <laughs> and that's 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 what I hope that AEW can can do with this with this game. You know, graphics. I know a lot of people talk about graphics, and and, and it's very clear what they're going to do with it, at least in the teaser, if they stick with that. But I just I want them to come bring a game that one works. Because WWE hasn't done that in the last two games. And it's not really WWE's fault. Right. Uh, 2K's got to get their shit together. I don't know what the fuck happened. I know they are rebuilding the uh, the simulation version from the ground up. Which is why uh, 2K21 did not come out. It's not It's not a thing. Uh, because they are rebuilding it from the ground up. WWE 2K20 released. And within within a few hours, the game was unplayable for some people. They 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 re, they sold an incomplete game, is what they did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you really can't blame WWE on that. All they did was give the license. Um, that's all 2K. Although somebody's got to fucking catch that. Some somebody in some kind of you know. You would think you would think you that know, 
There'd be some sort of quality control there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got, WWE's got to have some kind of, you know, like you said, quality control or, you know. Anyways, give me a game that works. Give me a game that functions. Give me a game with a solid roster. Give me a game that doesn't rely on, you know, a million fucking de- million dollar DLCs. Man, I mean, you can't go wrong. You, I, I, you just can't. It, you give me good, fun, make it simple gameplay so everyone can pick up and play. You know, because that's, that's the thing, too, about wrestling games. I hate fucking picking up a game and I'm like, here, here's your controller, but I got to explain every fucking thing. And so just hit, you know, hit A and hit B, and that's really it. <laughs> I do miss those days as well, but... Yeah, I mean, those were the fucking days, man. I, 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 I just, I, I love, I love going back and and replaying, you know, the original two SmackDown games on PlayStation. It's some of the funnest times of my life. But as far as AEW is concerned, man, I'm just, I can't wait for it. I know they did release, uh, they announced uh, two mobile games as well. If anyone's interested, one's a fucking casino game. I really don't know why they thought that was a a thing they should do. I don't either. You know, I, I get, I get they do like double or nothing and casino battle royals, but. It's that's kind of silly. The other one's kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's um, it's like a like a managed manager. Yeah, I think it's just called elite. Yeah, elite uh, manage, elite game manager, elite manager, or something. There's a game out there that already exists. It's it's uh, it's like an independent style game where you can uh, you basically build a, a roster and it's all simulation based. You're not actually wrestling or doing anything, but. It's kind of a cool concept. I mean, as far as mobile games, I'm not a big mobile game fan, so when I don't get excited over those things. But for those that are interested, those are also coming out at later dates. So I, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I hope I hope to, hope it does well, and I hope uh, we see uh, we see regular releases in the future. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Out of all the wrestling video games you've played, is there one specific character that you hated? the most and why as in playing or playing against either or playing against I'll tell you right fucking now it's Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar in a uh, playing against okay Brock Lesnar or John Cena because they are just I mean just like in real life they're up their fucking ass (laughs) playing as Man, you know, one, one guy we see right now in, in, in during his era, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just absolutely just loved fucking being Stone Cold. And because of his of his wrestling moves, like being a, being a Bret Hart fan, like back in the day, submission were damn near fucking impossible to do properly. Or aerial moves were damn near impossible to do properly. But yeah, Stone Cold, when I did WrestleMania 2000... Uh-huh. You got to choose a tag team partner because uh, eventually you're gonna go for the tag team belts. I'd always pick Stone Cold as my uh, as my partner. Um, but yeah, like Stone Cold, I think you know guys like The Rock and event and eventually, eventually like one of my go to guys end up becoming Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle or Taz during during when Taz was still being used just because they they had the uh, and even Benoit in this case too because they had the, uh, the like the the technical wrestling. That turned into submission wrestling back okay. when they made it more realistic. So it's kind of a hard question to ask because there's different there's different uh, generations and 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 you know some games made it easier for others. But when it came down to it, any fucking game, like from I would say 2005 and and later, fuck Brock Lesnar, fuck John Cena, fuck Jeff Jarrett, fuck Jeff. 
Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, you could kick his ass easily, though. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. Yeah. I, I, I finally watched the uh, the Hell in a Cell show or pay-per-view. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to bring up Jeff Jarrett was on the fucking panel, and I just... Oh, boy. <laughs> Hey, at least she, at least she wasn't drunk. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's a step up. <laughs> it is good. For, good for you, Jeff yeah. Jarrett. Now go fuck yourself. At least he's not drunk and throwing Tor- beer and, and tortillas and tortillas at the audience. <laughs> wow, <laughs> class actor Jeff Jarrett. And wasn't that during the the GFW days or G was it G, GFW right? Global Force. Yeah, it was Global Force. No. This was after. This, this was after Global Force. Yeah, this was after Global Force. Oh, because I was like, if he's doing it while he's representing Global Force, like that's his own fucking company. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, that's like being the president and throwing paper towels at people. Oh, <laughs> former president now. Oh, former president. Sure, yeah. We could talk about that because Donald Trump technically was in WrestleMania. So yeah, uh, <laughs> something else I. I don't care for. What about you, though? I mean, you said Ultimate Dragon. You said uh, Ric Flair. Who was your guys? Who was? Um, I. You know what? I just I loved uh, playing as the cruiserweights. Um, back in those those early WCW games on Nintendo sixty four. I mean, yeah. to me, there was nothing like it. I mean. Again, Ultimo Dragon, uh, Eddie Guerrero, like wow, just Chris Benoit, like yeah. you, you got to you got to play as them, and and it just the games were so well developed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was hard to sit there and not enjoy yourself. You know, like you you really had to be. They were those kinds of games that kind of transcended their their genre because you'd have yeah, players, absolutely. you know, you'd have players come up and like. Oh, this is a wrestling game. I don't want to play this shit. No, 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 no. Come on, sit down and play. You're you're gonna have a good time. And they did. You know, some some games out there that some people maybe maybe may, yeah. some games out there that some people may have never played. Either the AAA game okay. that, that came out for PS3 and 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 uh, yeah, 360. I never played it. Oh my god, it's such a fucking fun game. I'm I'm kind of wish it was it was another one. I can't think of it, but there's a N64 game. For all Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, some people dub that as like the greatest wrestling game of all time, even over No wow. Mercy. It's it's also made by Ukes, yeah, uh, or Age, one of the two. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 actually basically WrestleMania 2000 only for all Japan Pro Wrestling. But yeah, there's 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 tons of shit out there, man. Even before even before it closed down, Chikara released a wrestling game. I don't know if you can download it like regularly anymore. Oh, you I might, don't know. You might have to do like uh, Torrent or something like that. But it, yeah, that that also came out. Are you familiar with the Legends of Wrestling game? Did you ever play the Legends of Wrestling series? Ah, uh, no, I did not. So, I mean, are you aware of what they were or? No, Columbian. So, what Legends of Wrestling was? It was it was it was made by Acclaim uh, in the two thousands, and uh, what it was, it was what it says. It was it was a game that had older wrestlers. That at the time weren't contract under contract by mainly WWE because that was the only thing that existed at the time. So you had, you know, at one point you had Hulk Hogan, you would have Sting, you would have Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam, you know, the Von Erics, a plethora of guys. I mean, I, I you can look up. You know, there was three. There was three different games that were released. I love the concept. 
Okay. The actual finish left left a, a little too much to the imagination, I, I, in my opinion. Overall, like I, I think the I would love to see something like that happen again. I would love to see, and I know there's a there's a there's a uh, a mobile game where you can again you can manage older NWA guys. For example, it was that it was, but it, it was actually you playing as them. You know, Shawn Michaels. I, no, not Shawn Michaels. Like Terry Funk. I think one had Mick Foley in there. Okay, it was just it was just like, it, and it was their likeness because they were on, they weren't on a contract anymore, and it was it was a lot of it was a really just cool concept because it was just it was one of those games that didn't uh, you know it it didn't it didn't have that barrier of licenses that you had to follow through, so you had guys just basically representing themselves or you know their estates representing them if you know, for, because you had guys who were deceased as well where only thing that they fucked up on was that they didn't have like a good career slash story mode but the gameplay was it was short simple to the point easy to play and for the time did it need work sure but it was an extremely fun game and those rosters were fucking deep man okay I mean when I said the Von Erics I mean they had all the good ones all the actual Von Erics <laughs> <laughs> including Fritz. Like, oh no, shit. Yeah. Okay. So you you would have like all of them, and it's like it was it was fucking amazing. Like I, I couldn't believe like they got all these these people in there, and I mean kudos to Acclaim for giving it a shot. I I mean because they they got the licenses. I don't know if I mentioned Sting and Sting's in I think in, in one of them. Um, Andre the Giant, I believe Randy Savage was in, in them again. And again, this is during a time when WWE didn't own the trademark to their to their names. So I don't know if you could be able to do that now because you know I know there's a lot of like uh, legend contracts that exist and and things of that nature. But but man, like I would be interested to see what and I bring that up because you know AEW kind of you know they kind of like to to, to to dip their hands in, into the old school a little bit. You know, do they do you think and and should they if they can get some uh, likenesses to to guys that are no longer you know active wrestlers? And put them like as like legends in in the upcoming video game, or should they only stick to the AEW current roster, which is already pretty fucking big, eighty fucking male rosters, I believe. Well, we as far as legends go, I don't know who they would be able to get, whether deceased or not, um, to add to to that. As long as it made sense, as long as it made sense, and and you were able to utilize those characters just as any other. I guess I'm all for it, but speaking of like utilizing legends and stuff, with who aren't necessarily around anymore, I think you know WWE already does that. Oh yeah, of course. You know, so to to pass it off as passe or or, or what have you is not really a thing. It's just hey, you know, the WWE purposely sets up their contracts with their talent so that they can do that no matter what what happens with their talent that's why we have you know macho man in games and, and things of that nature so um as long as aew can make it work that'd be great but i don't know i don't know who else who else i would want to see at this point that uh, would would make it worthwhile for me but you know what unless they start doing like nwa guys well that's what i'm saying yeah. so like uh harley race mm-hmm. shit rick flair because there's a lot i'm looking at a lot of guys that are on the uh the most recent Legend of the Wrestling game. And keep in mind that was 16 years ago. Still, wow. 
And there's, there's quite a few guys that they wouldn't be able to do today because I think some of their likenesses are owned by WWE now. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying just go out and start grabbing, you know, start making deals for people's likenesses and everything like that. At the same time, though, it would be still cool if you were to, like you said, throw in Harley Race. Obviously, Harley Race isn't going to show up on AEW, of course, right. obviously. But, well, and you know what? but to use his name, you know. Right. Well, and I'd also like to see, like, a, a, a Ring of Honor or New Japan, too. Well, see, and that was my next question is, how far does this go? You know, I mean, and, and it, I said no expensive DLCs, and, and I still say I still mean that, but I'd pay the extra money for a DLC if you're telling me that I can get a Okada, a Monroe Suzuki, a Tetsuya Naito, you know, those kind of guys in the fucking, you know, in the game, or, or even if we got, like, Finally, we got the Bullet Club in this game, and you know, even though we never got it in real life, but I can, I get my fucking Elite versus Bullet Club match. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities uh, that I would like to see, but I guess we're gonna have to just wait and see, and it's something that we're gonna, we're gonna talk about quite a bit in the, uh, the upcoming months as they unveil this game. But uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked so much. I think it's time to uh, bid adieu, if you will. If you will. <laughs> but before we go, we want to wish everybody a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday uh, or whatever holiday you guys celebrate and uh, for all of our international listeners. Obviously, be safe, be smart out there, but uh, try to get some time in with uh, with your loved ones as, as much as possible because, God damn, it's just, this, this year has been tough for, for all of us. Uh, I certainly personally have had such a fucking hellacious month. Um, and I've I've survived it, but you know I look, man. I'm, I I get how hard it's been out there for for a lot of for a lot of uh, a lot of you, and you know we're we're coming up to the the holiday season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug something here, but ladies and gentlemen, I don't plug things that I don't support. I want everybody out there to save as much money as you possibly can. Yes, I want your support. I want the you know the kick, I do get it, we you know by you going through this link we do get a kickback but overall it it does it does and I'm being I'm being transparent because that's the type of guy that I am but I do love the idea of you guys saving money during times where we really need to kind of stretch a dollar as far as much as we can these days Absolutely there's it's, nothing wrong with saving money Nothing wrong with saving money stop paying full price and go to our website 20x20crew.com/podcast slash raise and never pay full price again get yourself dis- discounted gift cards before you buy this holiday season before you you spend any single dollar get yourself gift cards for discounted prices they have tons of deals to get even more discounted prices and i mean seriously no matter what it is you do no matter what it is you do always 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 save as much money as possible and, you know, obviously, just like every other company, they do have promo codes and whatnot. Uh, but they also started doing flash sales now. So, please, check back often, 20x20crew.com, slash podcast, slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, like you're getting a raise at work or a raise in pay. Those flash sales sometimes are, like, ludicrous, ridiculous. There was one the other day, as of this recording... 
and it was base price, 6% off of the face value of the card, and it went up from there. And I saw cards, like, up to 42% off. Wow. So you're paying, you know, if you're getting a $50 card from wherever you're getting it from, whether it be Wendy's or Disney or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you're paying... Only like forty-two percent of that is is your promo code. Holy shit! Like you're you're almost paying uh, twenty-five dollars for fifty dollars worth of credit to that business. So it there it's always a good deal. Always always please try to save yourself some money. Do it with us here at the twentieth twenty. Speaking of, of of great gift ideas this holiday season and saving money. Please check out our website at 20x23.com slash podcast slash Junction Collectibles. Our good friends at Junction Collectibles are constantly coming out with some of the best collectibles that are available this holiday season as well as for a price that you just cannot beat. And speaking of not being able to beat this price, if you use the promo code 20x20December, you're going to get 25% off your next purchase guys i'm telling you right now all you got to do 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash junction collectibles 20x20 december it's a promo code 20x20 december 25 percent off and you i guarantee you you're going to find the perfect gift for whether it's for yourself whether it's for your kids whether it's for your special someone secret santa they got it you name it they got it and you can't beat this price Absolutely. Please catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page as we see... Speaking of meatheads. Yeah, as we see... Uh, is he Psycho Sid here or is he Sid Vicious? I think he's still Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid, right? Yeah. Okay. Or just dumbass. Looks like he just got off the softball field. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Half the brain that you do. <laughs> Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 wrestling talk. Come talk to us about Psycho Sid and, and his his math. It's not as convoluted as uh, Rick Steiner math or Scott Steiner math, but it's still pretty bad there. Twitter.com slash 20x20 crew. Instagram.com slash 20x20 crew. Email us 20x20 crew at gmail.com for the time being uh, with your n- news, notes, comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Also, really quick, there's something I need to tell you guys before I forget. I always forget. Please, take the time, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be on Stitcher or Google Podcasts or now we are on Amazon Podcasts, believe it or not. Please, take the time and leave a rating. This It helps tremendously on people finding our podcast in any podcast. Preferably five stars, if, if you don't mind. Please leave a rating, and it helps uh, with the growth of the podcast tremendously. I can't stress that enough. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all the support you have shown us over these past 106 episodes. Yes, Still can't you. believe that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is crazy. Uh, again, we're still watching Survivor Series 1996. And out comes... if, if This is the nation, right? Nation yeah. of Domination. Yes, but they is. are 
They're being led to the ring by uh, none other than Wolfie D and, oh, who's the other guy's name? I don't remember. Yeah, absolutely uh, crazy fucking gimmick and... <laughs> this is crazy to watch. Please thank thank you again for all your support and and listening to the show. Uh, JC Ice, by the way. JC Ice, thank you so much. <laughs> JC Ice and Wolfie D. <laughs> of course, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com. You'll find all of our past episodes, merchandise, news and notes for each episode, the whole nine. Coming up in the month months ahead, uh, we hope to start off a brand new year away from YouTube and over at Patreon as we watch the fake Razor Ramon come to the ring. Wow. This is I you never get over stuff like this, you know? You just you never do. It's just fucking crazy. Some of the Moony buffooneries that exist. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, as you said, Patreon. Um, yeah, Patreon. We, intend, we do intend on, on launching that in 2021. Yeah, coming soon. Uh, you know, YouTube has YouTube has done wrong by a lot of people. It's it's just time. It's time to head to uh, a different pasture, so to speak. So be on the lookout for Patreon coming from us. I've said all I've had to say. I'm gonna sit and watch this Survivor Series <laughs> with Matt, and here comes. The <laughs> Here goes some fake diesel. <laughs> now that that's 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 Kane, right? Yeah, that's Kane. That's Kane. Yeah, that's gotta be Kane. Good lord, <laughs> man. Yeah, we're gonna sit here and we're gonna laugh at this this fucking match, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for for joining in and tuning in this week. As always, um, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys been fantastic. And until next week, we will see, see you, you in the, the ring. ring. See this? You can wear any Halloween costume you want to. But you know and I know that you're only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. But week after week, you're trying to make me look like a jackass. Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett.